0: the podcast up into two groupings. The first one, part one, is what you're listening to now and it's going to include Cat's Crypt, feedback, and just quite a bit of just everybody's first reactions and thoughts on this grouping of episodes. And then hopefully I'll get the second part out this week but with bait starting and planning a huge party where I have to feed 100 people this week I'm a little busy so we'll see how that goes. I'll at least get it out next week, and that will be the episode discussion proper on that one. All right. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Welcome to Sue Watches Buffy, podcast where I, Sue, am watching Buffy and Angel for the first time while my sister Emily guides me through. Today, we are going to be talking about the Season 5 Angel episodes, A Hole in the World, Shells, and Underneath. I'm Sue.
0: Hi, am I'm B. I'm Harold. We got a full house tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: George is here. And <laughs> <Yay. laughs> George. <laughs> but he might be a little too asleep for this.
1: Yeah, we got B back.
2: B's all done being pregnant. Oh, so done. I have lost thirty pounds. <laughs> in two weeks, <laughs> mostly from my ankles,
0: <laughs> no, I would gain about fifty pounds pregnant, and in my first two weeks, forty pounds were gone and By yeah. the sixth week, I was like weighed less than when I got pregnant.
2: Wow. My weight just <laughs> bye <bye-bye>. bye, <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. Wow! But I was like, "Oh yeah, ten of it was George." So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. And then we have Harold with us. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> or everyone knows Harold from his feedback, and he's guested with us a time or two before.
3: Yeah, yeah once once before back in uh, season three of Buffy.
0: Is that all it was? Just one? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. You guessed it not real long ago um, on my McKinley Cast podcast.
3: Yeah, that was maybe a year ago or two episodes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Same thing.
1: <laughs> I know. I I know. I'm supposed to be guesting soon
0: on a McKinley Cast. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> two years. <laughs> it's be a couple years from now. <laughs> No, we're talking about doing one. How many episodes do you guys have left? I don't know, like three or four.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, funny. So cool. So yeah, we have a full house. Oh, yeah. We need to start with Cat's script. Okay. Do you want...
0: Oh, and if anyone's just coming into our podcast or whatever, you don't know, Cat is our sister... Who we finally talked into watching. And so she just kind of has her own little segment in our podcast where she's watching in her own time. <laughs> and just gives her little thoughts to where she's at. So we kind of do a little time little time jump back to wherever she is. Yep. <laughs> Which actually, she's not too far to the end of Buffy, so... <gasps>
3: And George is back on season one.
2: (laughs) He's like, all these spoilers for season five, you guys. I know, he's like jumped right into season
0: five of Angel.
2: It's like, I just watched
1: I Robot, you Jane. <laughs> <laughs> what a cruel world this no. is! No, <laughs> put me back in. <laughs> put me back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, M, do you ah! want cat's crib?
1: Or do you want me to read I it? You
0: can. Traditionally, the person that does the intro reads.
1: Oh, it. Oh, that's true. Okay, <clears throat> we'll go with tradition then. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so Kat says, Hello, ladies. I'm cruising pretty good here. An Angel, I've watched through Awakening and Solace. And in Buffy, I've watched through Showtime, Potential, and The Killer in Me. Although I haven't quite finished listening to the podcast episode on that one. Still have 45 minutes to go on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I should get this in before you record tonight. I guess I'll go through my notes. My first note is from Deep Down. Another family dinner hallucination. I wasn't sure what was happening... For a while, and I had to think a bit before I could remember why this couldn't be real. Oh yeah, last, last we saw, Angel was sinking to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> and Cordelia was getting translated to another dimension. Then it shows Wesley saving Angel, which is very cool. I thought they dragged that bottom of the ocean thing out for a while. But those three months just kind of go by. But man, is Wesley cold. Justine is the worst. But please, Wesley, let the girl keep her bucket. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird how Wesley saves Angel and gives him some intel on Cordelia's whereabouts, but it still doesn't make things right between Angel and Wesley. I'm very interested in seeing Wesley's story unfold.
0: It's a good story. Made Sue very nervous.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I was. Oh. It gave me like almost an ulcer. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I was very invested in this. <laughs> and she goes, haha, my only note for ground state is not great. <laughs> I had to look it up on wiki to remember which episode it was. So it's the one with Gwen. Okay, it wasn't bad. It began very strangely with that flashback. I thought somehow I had started the wrong show or something and had to look and make sure I was really watching Angel. But Gwen was pretty cool, and I thought for sure that gun was dead. I'm so sick of Fred and Gun, and it just keeps getting worse.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, it does. And I kind of think I had the same feeling when I started that one. Like, wait, is this Angel? Yeah, it oh,
0: is I weird. totally did. <laughs> they don't, that's not real common for this show.
1: Yeah. Uh, she says, the house always wins.
0: Yay, they're going to
1: get go get Lauren. He'll, he's all big in Vegas. And of course, I was totally confused by how he was giving them all a shaft. But then I figured out that he was getting exploited by his boss. Oh, and they kept him in a cage? I thought then that he must be protecting them by not asking them to sing during the show and by pretending not to know them after the show. But I did not get the universally recognized symbol of asking about Fluffy. <laughs> when I heard him ask Fred that All I focused on was how Fred turned that all gross <laughs> 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 Then when he was explaining it to him I thought Was that a reference to Terminator 2?
0: Ooh.
1: But I don't know About calling it universally recognized
0: Did you bring up Terminator? Or did uh, someone else in Feedback or something? I think it was
1: someone in Feedback oh, or, yeah, I don't think it was me.
0: Yeah, I think it was Um, uh,
1: She says, I liked how Fred dressed up as one of his backup dancers to get him. And how she walked around later still in the outfit. But she got all the green paint off? How? <laughs> so Cordelia is back, but she doesn't know any of them? Intrigued. Hmm. Um, I got so excited when I heard what the titles of the next episodes would be. One of my favorite bright Eyes songs has the word slouching towards Bethlehem in it. I absolutely love how that that line is phrased in that song. It's so beautiful. It's on four winds from the album Casadega, if you're interested. (laughs) (laughs) And Super Symmetry is an amazing Arcade Fire song, so I was all stoked, but I didn't write any notes for these. But I did wonder why they (laughs) are keeping Cordelia's time away such a mystery. All I remember thinking about these episodes is, what in the hell is Cordelia thinking, sleeping with Connor? She seems just different now.
0: That does kind of erase everything else.
1: Yes. It It,
3: kind of ruins those songs forever.
1: (laughs) Jesus. She she goes. She just seems different now. Maybe it's even the Charisma Carpenter. Does she seem different to you guys? What's going on? Yes,
0: yeah, she does and no yeah. comment. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> You'll see. Just watch.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, her sleeping with Connor is so
0: disturbing. <laughs> it's just Yeah, that's Yeah. That's that's hard stuff. Sort <laughs> <are> of dark days.
1: <laughs> um Spin the Bottle was amazing. I saw that it was directed and written by Joss, and just knew I was in for a treat. Loved it, especially good old Bumbly Wesley.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that was so great to see him again. It was lots of fun. Oh yes,
0: it was so much. Fun. I was
1: so
2: relieved when I saw. I,
0: <laughs> I know you like. We oh. were like you needed that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the only thing that kept the ulcer from fully forming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like an acid for your soul. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Notes on help.
1: Cassie is adorable. Notes on (laughs) selfless. (laughs) (laughs) Notes on selfless. A quote from Xander. Did everyone have their crazy flakes today? (laughs) (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. And I love the scene with Xander and Buffy. When Buffy tells him that she... Needs to kill Anya. She talks about Angel and how she had to kill him. And I love how she never talks about Angel anymore, yet it's obvious that she is still in a great deal of pain about how all that went down. But she just carries it around with a lot of dignity, I think. She doesn't openly brood about it. But Willow, honey, can I just pull you aside for a second? (laughs) Don't wear a red shirt. Olive skirt, red tights, black boots. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that to your body. (laughs) Match the tights to your skirt, not the top. Phew. Could not let that one slide.
0: (laughs) I believe we mentioned that outfit (laughs) to Future Cat. (laughs) Because it wasn't tennis shoes, but we wondered. That's right, we did. (laughs) But we weren't sure. We didn't think it was as bad as tennis shoes.
1: Yeah. Boots. But we, we did have a feeling that she wasn't gonna like that outfit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But I, I like how she put that, about how Buffy really does carry around her pain with a lot of dignity about that.
1: Yeah. And doesn't openly brood about it. It's
0: which is a change.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> From her <laughs> counterpart. like some other main characters. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but but she does brood about it. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: it comes
3: up It comes up from time to time Yeah Norm- Normally Xander brings it out of, You know Right <laughs> of her.
1: Uh, She says him The breeders <laughs>
4: I okay. knew
1: she'd
0: like that <laughs>
1: And then moving on <laughs>
0: That sounds about right for that episode <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
1: Um, conversations with dead people. Man, the Don at home stuff wait, man, the Don at home alone stuff was scary. Yes. Especially seeing Joyce on the couch. Yes. <laughs> uh so Spike is killing people again, huh? Yeah, and seeing Cassie again. Still adorable. She says that Willow is going to kill everybody. Yay! <laughs> 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 the holden and buffy stuff was so good so is the apocalypse that is going to happen in angel the same as the apocalypse is going to happen in buffy
0: really not related at all <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, never leave me willow and andrew's exchange after the britcher shop was hilarious in fact, I love Andrew. Every time I see him, I just get so happy because I know that everything he will say will make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I never really noticed him that much when Jonathan and Warren were around, but man, he is the best. Wait, what happened to Giles? It looks it looked like he was just about to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> um, bring on the night. So that's what all those random girl killings were. Potential slayers. I kind of hate that. Potential Slayers as the show progresses. <laughs> Are they why a potential <laughs> cast calls themselves that? <laughs> <laughs> yep. After these guys,
5: I feel <laughs> so bad
1: for Spike being tortured like this. The poor guy. Even Drew comes and is all like, what makes you think you can be of any good to the world? And he says something like, because she saw it, man, that just makes me so sad. He's referring to Buffy, of course. She sees something good in him and makes him believe that he can be good. And he really does try. Just by knowing Buffy and having that connection with her makes him want to be a better man. You know what it did was flash me back to something that was said in the movie Warm Bodies. Please tell me you guys have seen this movie. It is amazing. Even though Em and I made fun of it when we saw the trailer.
0: <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> you guys not
1: only made fun of it, you made fun of me for like, that looks kind of good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I want to.
1: I haven't seen it. It's
2: good, it. I saw it.
1: Yes, guys- we saw it when we all, it was one of the Wyoming movie, Twilight movies.
0: Mm-hmm. And Sue and I, or Kat and I, were sitting together and we just thought, this looks like the worst movie ever. I know, and I was watching the trailer going, oh, I want to see this.
1: <laughs> and then when we all got home, I was, you guys were in front of it, and I was like, oh, I kind of thought it looked good. You guys tease me And now it's like one of Catherine's favorite movies so. But I have um, Okay She says even though Em and I made fun of it when we saw the trailer I don't know if I was just at a time in my life Where I needed it or what But I seriously had like three life changing epiphanies While watching Warm Bodies It was crazy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've never even heard of this movie. <laughs> Can you give me like a one-sentence capsule review? of <laughs> um,
0: Boy, zombie, human, girl, fall in love.
3: That sounds like a three epiphany movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will post the trailer for you
1: (laughs) But like in the trailer Doesn't he like start feeling his heartbeat again Like doesn't he I don't know The trailer seemed to leave that like Her love made him like come out of his Zombiness or something I don't know
0: Yeah it's like it pulls him out of it And makes him more human Anyway
1: That's just based on the trailer It could be completely different Um Okay, she says, one of the things, he says, that resulted in one of my epiphanies was something about how human connections can change everything. I wish I could remember now exactly what he said, and I don't have time to research it now, but it's so true. People flow in and out of our lives, but sometimes those connections are life-altering. Melvin also says says it in the movie As Good As It Gets. You make me want to be a better man. And it does sound cheesy, but it happens. It's a true and valid statement. It doesn't have to be romantic, not at all. I mean, our dad makes me want to be a better person. Oh, you know it. Aww. He's an awesome guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the end of my notes. I watched more episodes, but this is too long now, and I'm running out of time. I just want to sum it up by saying that I like where Angel is going. The show is really good. I'm not all that impressed with the zeitgeist of Buffy season seven. It feels anticlimactic after Seasons 5 and 6, which were so great, rather than wrapping up for the series finale. But I hear from the podcast that it will. Have a great podcast. See you soon.
0: I feel like Season 7 benefits a lot. on Maybe, I don't know if it's on a rewatch or just after ending it to be able to look back on it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I agree, because there was times during Season 7 that I was kind of like, eh. <laughs> This yeah, is as
0: yeah. good as I thought I was going to be. I was getting nervous because you had really high expectations. <laughs> I did. I had
1: really high expectations. And then like, you know, we were more than halfway through and I was just like,
3: uh, it has some kind of weird plot choices. You know, the, the way they develop it where there's, there's all these kind of things that happen. You don't understand what's going on until three episodes later. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then you go back. So a rewatch it. You, you understand what's happening. You understand the motivations, uh, And so you can look past that stuff. And then the other problem is is the potentials are just, you know, so bad. But when you go back and Kennedy, but when you go back, you kind of, they don't seem as bad because they're really not that central to the actual story.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. They're not, but I don't know. They made them so either unintentionally obnoxious. They just, they ruined the potentials they could have made them a lot better but they made them all obnoxious right and as a whole obnoxious well and i just remember
1: just being so thrown like what are they doing introducing these new people when there's only a few left it's like i don't want to spend time with these people You know, you you never do. My time with with the people I love is about to end, and I'm (laughs) hanging out. We have to hang out with Kennedy. Yeah, exactly.
3: (laughs) Well, I was thinking when I was first watching it that maybe they were going to kind of introduce the next generation, like like that first episode where where they go back to the high school. Mm -hmm. I thought it was gonna it was gonna be like a new start. Mm -hmm. And then that never really happened.
0: Scooby Group.
3: Yeah, it just never happened.
1: Right. Uh, Right. Like that guy and girl that don't get stuck with in the basement. And the that is the first episode. I really thought we were going to see them, and I was okay with that. You know, like. See
3: that personally, I I, I like the high school setting the best, so I mm-hmm. was excited for that, and then it just it never went anywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think Cats about you know there's some good episodes like. I think it's season seven has some great stuff. The first few are really good conversations with dead people is amazing. Oh yeah. And then there's some iffy's and then I think, I think the last third is really good.
3: Yeah. It, it's the middle third where it's very yeah. potential heavy and right. not Sure. Exactly what happened with Giles and some of these other things that are kind of
0: distracting. Yeah. So I think cat it's about to get really good but you will know that by the time you hear this.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. And
1: her feelings are normal because that's exactly, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, five and six were just so great.
3: But I think she's right too about Spike and Buffy because that's, that's, that's really what makes Buffy so special is, is the way that uh, ultimately I think the way that she turned Spike into a, into a hero Mhm. That, that she yeah. made him want to go and fight for his soul and and to to be good. And that's that's the amazing thing about her.
0: Oh yeah, that relationship is amazing and what it does for him and how he changes. And that is explored you know, I th- I love how they explore it and the payoff and everything.
1: Yeah. It's good. It's a yeah. good
0: arc. It is a great love story, which I will put in quotations. <laughs> Doesn't always have to be romantic.
3: Nope. Bad. But I like Gunn and Fred. Am I the only <laughs> one who likes Gunn and Fred?
0: <laughs> I like them in the beginning and then it falls apart for me. And then after they wake up. She's already, I Yeah, she I want not spoil
3: name. anything for for Kat, but just. We won't,
0: cause she'll be done by the time. But after they break up, it's good again. There's yeah. just some bad times.
3: I I just kind of think they have a uh, personalities that that work together, well. Whereas, whereas Wesley just I I I never understand exactly. What what the connection is? He he he's book guy and. She's science nerd, but I I, I don't I don't they don't actually interact that much, but in season three in particular, and then, then the first half of season four, huh? you know, For she has a nice reason... easy-going relationship with Gunn, and, and, and Wesley is just kind of standoffish, and at times he, he he talks down at her, you know, quite often.
0: That is true, and I wonder how much it's because of how Time it to... all went down, and she went to. Gun instead. I don't know. But for some reason, I saw them together right away. Yeah. And so I have a weird skewed view on it or something.
3: That's how it was my first time watching it, but, but now watching it my second time, I just, I see it totally differently.
2: Interesting.
1: Yeah, it might take a rewatch for me, but I wasn't a huge fan of Gun and and Fred.
2: I thought it came totally out of left field, and I see... Um, Wesley's standoffishness is just being guarded, um, because she didn't choose him. And so he's not going to interfere mostly yeah. at this point.
3: Yeah, he's probably but, pretty guard- guarded, particularly given, you know, his parental issues. He's probably afraid to open up. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. And at the point where she and Gunn get together, he isn't. I don't know. He needs a little darkness to him, I think, to go after her. I don't know. It's uh, interesting. Kind of lost my train of thought. Um.
2: These little George, George noises are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's laying right by the microphone. so no.
1: It's okay.
3: <laughs> Just stay away from any portals.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> he's but already in heart. the Wyoming portal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Time passes much slower here. <laughs>
0: It's about nineteen It's about 91. 1985 in
1: yep. Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. Well, Kat, thanks for
0: checking in with us. Yeah, we're excited you're cruising through.
1: I know. And it sounds like, yeah, she'll be up for watching the last two buffies while we're out there next week.
0: Oh, if she's not, we'll just sit her down and just watch them all till we get there. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Break out the tissues. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So.
0: Alright. I don't even think we need... Well, yes, we do. We need to say goodbye to future cat. Or, goodbye to present 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 cat. Because I don't think in the next couple weeks you're going to get all the way to where we are.
1: Yep. Even though by the
0: time you hear this, you'll have finished Buffy. Because we will have sat you down and done it.
1: (laughs) Make you watch him clockwork orange style if we have to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll bring my little apparatus. (laughs) You bring the eye drops. There you go. Do you want to read Chris's? Sure. <clears throat> Hi, Sue, M, and B. I'm going to add, and Harold. Sorry, okay. I know this feedback is late. I want to thank M for letting us... Oh. For telling us not to look at the opening credits It was really difficult not to sneak a peek But totally worth the surprise It was fun to see Harmony I thought she was the addition to the team I did not expect Spike at all That was awesome So yay, Chris was another one I had no so, idea Chris, did you quit in the middle of the episode Fall asleep Or, <laughs> or did you just watch it like a normal person <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you didn't look And I'm glad you got the surprise (laughs) Another rarity You guys are amongst the uh, Elite Yes, the elite The very few (laughs) She says, I like Spike as a ghost The team could use a ghost I also like how all the characters Are fitting into their roles at Wolfram and Hart And love how they all seem to be getting along and working together. Even though Angel doesn't trust Spike, it seems like there is some brotherly love there. Angel even admits to liking Spike's poems. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoyed these episodes. Hellbound had a good old horror movie feel with tortured souls, dark hallways, and of course a shower scene. I miss Cordelia. I don't miss Connor at all. Obviously, transitioning him to Happyland with a new family was a good way to send him away. I think Angel would have been too depressed to function if he had died. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm excited about this season. It looks like it'll be a good one. B, congratulations on adorable little George, Chris.
2: Ah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks,
1: Chris. I sent them pictures. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> yep, thanks, Chris. Alright. And I'm so glad she got surprised on it, too. Yeah.
3: I'm still amazed. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that Sue just thought that the uh, cover art was, uh, was just something that Netflix made up. <laughs> Like I know you're all watching Buffy, but you should be watching Angel
2: too. So let's put Spike on the cover because he's in it a couple episodes. <laughs> We're just really good at shushing over here. There's that,
3: that one episode where he counts for the ring. Yeah. Is it?
1: And yeah. then some
3: flashbacks, I guess.
2: There are some flashbacks.
1: I really, I mean, every once in a while, I would think about it, and I'd be just like, "Huh, that's just weird that they still have Spike." Like, I guess they just want people to know that this has something to do with Puffy. <laughs> As if David Boreanaz wasn't enough. You know? <laughs> but it just, I I did, I shushed it. I just didn't let myself think about it too much. It was just like it was what it was, you know? Yep. <laughs> or I just figured they took a picture from season two, what? Uh, was it season two that Spike shows up in Angel?
0: No, season one. Is really?
1: it season one? Season
3: one had that Gem of Amara episode. Okay. Yeah, Light of the, one of the, Light first of the day. Yeah, it was a, like maybe the third episode. And then what was the one that there was the uh, Dar- Darla was uh, episode uh, season two?
1: Mm-hmm. So I guess I just thought maybe they were just lazy and just, meh, we'll just use the same picture. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Or it they never... spoil everyone if you know that that's the DVD cover. <laughs>
1: it never occurred to me that...
0: Yeah. That's because we made you stop watching on Amazon. Right. You really
3: shouldn't do that. I guess they like to do that to show that they have, they've updated. They have a new season. Like they, now they have the, uh, the new cover for uh, the last half of the uh, last season of Mad Men. It's just an yeah. update. But that, that's terrible for someone who's just starting to watch a show.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. And the Buffy and Angel DVD cover arts are notoriously spoilery. You, like, should not watch for the first time on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get spoiled all over the place.
1: Well, yeah, especially if they use like, Rainy Willow. Yeah. That's just dumb.
2: And Don. Don's on the cover of the Netflix art,
0: yeah, yeah, and that
2: was one I had no idea
0: about. Don and I remember just being like, "Who is that?"
3: Yeah,
4: yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> just for for five, four seasons, I was just like, "Why is that girl on the cover?" Weird. Yeah, I
3: think I mentioned feedback, but but when Tara came in on the show on, in uh, season four. I I kept on like squinting at that picture Is that that Tara? It doesn't quite look like her I I think I did
0: that too Maybe Tara's
3: going to be a major character
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yep. Well you got another long one Is that okay Sue? Yeah I can do it I can read one if you guys want Sure I will forward it to you right now.
3: Is this Ray's opus?
0: Yep. Yep.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Ray says, Harold said on Facebook that he wanted an opus from me. I tried my best to accommodate him. Here goes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) A hole in the world. As a big fan of Fred, I just have to say, damn you, Joss Whedon. (laughs) <laughs> I put off watching this one again for a couple of days because I knew it was going to make me sad I guess when an episode is written and directed by Joss I should just assume that he's going to tear my heart out of my chest but I didn't see this one coming at all the first time I watched me neither nope <laughs> carefully crafted <I was>
4: like...
3: <laughs> <laughs> at what point in the episodes did you realize something was going to you know, go horribly wrong
1: I realized it as soon as she breathed in the stuff from the sarcophagus. They make
0: it quite ominous. There's really, really ominous music when that crypt sarcophagus comes in. Just noticing it on this watch. They really play up that something's doomy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and they open it up with her going, you know, with her parents and...
1: Yeah, I
3: think Did I first watched, as soon as I saw that flashback, I was like, uh oh.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, yeah. My, my first note is, uh oh, something bad's going to happen to Fred.
2: <laughs> Seriously, you guys, I was so dang happy that Fred and Wesley got together that I was just in la-la land. Which is
0: when you're supposed to say, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. You shouldn't even have to start a hole in the
2: wall. Normally you get at least
3: like five episodes before something happens. I was
2: like, okay, this is why they got Fred and Gunn together so early, because they wanted to save this amazing relationship for the last season, the last half of the last season, and we're just going to get happy la-la land Fred and Wesley for the rest of this (laughs) season, and I was so happy and on drugs and, you know, (laughs) in babyland that it took until I was thinking that nothing was going to happen to her, that they were going to find some loophole, like, up until she turned bright blue.
0: Yeah, there is an error, and, you know, there's precedence for them to solve it. Right, you know, Many times over that they're going to solve this yeah. And they make giant promises To her that they will yes. Oh yeah More I... than one person is like We're going to fix this Oh, She <clears> had <throat> a whole band of You know people
1: Fighting mm-hmm. for her and I, I Thought they were going to like bring her to the brink And then bring her back mm-hmm. You know they would find something last second So when she turned I was just like oh
2: crap <laughs> 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 Yeah and, like nope. they they've said, you know eighty times, they're like, Well, it wasn't permanent for Spike, and it wasn't permanent for uh for Buffy and blah blah blah, yeah, so uh, it's, it's just I have high hopes, this... <laughs> I have high hopes that something's gonna happen, also, every other death on this show has been to save the world, absolutely every other death that I can think of. Hmm. And this one
3: seems kind of meaningless.
2: It does! It's just she yeah. breathed in some sarcophagus dust and now she's dead. And by the nice. end of these episodes, furthermore,
0: she's it's her for nothing. armies is gone. and her It's for whole... nothing.
1: You know? Like this Ilya I- Irelia, whatever her name is, I mean... Ileria. It's like she came back. Uh, there's no point to it because mm-hmm. she can't take over the world. Her army's gone, and now she's just like lost in this world. That oh
2: uh, yeah, she's just here to torture Wesley. Yeah, because he needed more strife and heartache in his life.
1: Mm. I know. So it's like I'm gonna look like a hotter version okay. of your girlfriend.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To fan a hotter, perhaps. slightly more insane. <laughs> I'm going to look like a hotter version.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome.
3: Well, it it did hit me when I was watching again today. You know, I've mentioned feedback, how they're always trying to introduce a female superhero on the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought the last one was going to be Nina, but then I realized, no, Illyria is the last one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yep. Nina. Who's Nina? The werewolf. Oh, yeah. And Gwen was... We
3: had Gwen. We had the uh, telekinesis woman.
0: Well, that Nina, one was a fail. Such a and, fail.
3: <laughs> and uh, Bai Ling.
0: Oh, that even a fail. <laughs> 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 Alright. We should go back to his feedback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: It seemed like such a casual and random way for Fred to get sick, and I just assumed that Angel and company would find a way to save her. And when I finally realized that Fred wouldn't be saved, it was just in time for that final Fred-Wesley scene in her room. And it is absolutely heartbreaking. Fred's final words to Wesley, Why can't I stay? Just punch me in the gut every time I watch, because it just feels so real. I imagine any dying person in real life would think something similar. I feel so bad for Fred. The opening scene where she is so filled with hope as she leaves for L.A. just illustrates the tragedy that her life became. Being trapped in Pylea for five years, only to be rescued and then thrown into Angel's crazy world, and then get killed because of some a-hole like Knox. And now that I mention his name, I just want to say, damn you, Knox. (laughs) I hate that guy. (laughs) (laughs) First Cordy and now Fred. This show is really stepping up the emotion. I love... You're welcome, but because I had... Oh, you're welcome is a title. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was the
3: Cordelia Return
2: episode. Yep. I love you're welcome, but because I had already sort of let go of Cordy in my mind once she was dropped from the credits, this one hits me harder. I really love how the rest of the gang rallies around Fred and tries to save her. Even though they don't succeed, you can tell how much she has grown to mean to all the members of Team Angel. And Wesley is just so great the whole time. Fred and Wes are so adorable together that it makes you wish that we could have gotten a little more time with them, a little more time with them happy and together before Fred's demise. Yeah, like, what, half an episode, Joss? Thanks.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, one thing I, I, I noticed, too, is that uh, in that scene early on where Wes comes back to the office and Gunn is uh, teasing him about being up all night with uh, Fred.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so So that,
3: so that means that yeah, so that means that Wesley wasn't with Fred that night. So right. did, they, did they ever, you know, spend a night together?
0: I don't think they did. And my biggest reason is because when she says, I finally get up, you up to my room and yeah. all you want to do is read. Yeah. I yeah. thought,
2: oh, they never got to even have sex. That's so sad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's only been
1: a few days or something. Yeah. And, yeah.
2: They're just taking it slowly and romantically and perfect. <laughs> <sighs>
0: um. Oh, and I want to mention how he says, "I love your welcome," because he had already let Cordy go in his mind. Yeah. Um. Yes, that's true. But then the episode starts, and she's so great.
1: Yeah.
0: That, yep. I stop letting her go and I just embrace her and I'm like, Oh my gosh, Cordy's back. And she's then back that and one. she's
3: gonna save the season. You know, I know. And, yeah. and everything's gonna be right.
0: Yeah, and that's why that one punches me in the gut harder.
1: Yeah.
0: Is because oh that first time I was devastated. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I was devastated. I'm
3: devastated every time I see you I am too.
0: <laughs> But especially I, that first time.
3: I guess I said that in the feedback but I mean just even even though I'm I just Think about it. I, I I get all emotional about it, and, and this one just doesn't do the same for me. I don't know if it's just a, a Cordy has such a great arc, and Fred, not as much to me. I don't know. She's she's more of a secondary character. I, I'm not sure. I mean, it's still a very emotional episode, but it doesn't pack the punch to me of, of your welcome. What, what, what about uh, you, Sue and B? What do you think? You, you, you rank know. It?
1: this one, I, I'm kind of with Ray, where I had just kind of said goodbye to Cordy, because it had been so long since I'd seen her, where that scene with Fred and Wes, when she says, why can't I stay? And just she's so terrified. And just the way Wes put it, you know, he she was so brave and so terrified. It's like, a great moment. Yeah, I think
0: of you, Sue, because I know how much you hate the thought of people dying scared.
1: I hate it. I hate it so much. Oh, she's
0: so scared. It's it is so awful.
1: It's awful because of that, and then it's just awful because it's such a new love, and I'm such a I love Wesley so much, and it just is heartbreaking. It's so tragic on so many levels to me. I mean, it's like. I think one of the two times that, like, I teared up watching Buffy and Angel, you know?
2: Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I had, I, I expected Cordy to come back just to kind of wrap up her arc, which they did. And so I wasn't expecting her to stay past the end of that episode, I was hoping, but didn't have high expectations. But this... with, I mean, I wanted Wes and Fred together from the beginning Mm -hmm. and to have them be together finally and to have it be so cute and to have just everybody rooting for them and then it's just so new and beautiful and then it just gets ripped away from them and he's so kind to her and he stays with her and she's Mm -hmm. so afraid and she's so sick and I just... He's so helpless. I mean it's just tragic. It is so tragic and Yeah, it was yeah. just so emotional.
1: It it was way more emotional for me, even though I like Cordelia so much more than I I like Fred, you know. But
2: mm-hmm. Well this... I
0: I have to tell you, you guys and Ray are way more common in the Buffyverse. Yeah. Yeah,
3: every, everyone talks about the whole of the mm. world. And it seems like uh, your welcome's kind of lost
0: yeah, in the wake Harold of that and I smile are... time. <laughs> Harold <laughs> and I are different. The smile time is awesome. The
2: smile yeah. time is so great.
0: <laughs> I think um, another
1: thing is just it all happens in one episode. She gets sick and she dies at the end. Yeah. Where Cordelia went, it, it was just so over time, you know, uh-huh. I mean, this was just, like, they're so cute at the beginning, and then she's dead at the end. It's like, what? <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, oh, bye, Fred. You don't get to be happy anymore. Um, yeah, and, you know, Cordelia came back, and it was very noble, and it was very... I'm here to save the world. I'm here to, you know, rally angel and make sure that he knows what he needs to be doing. Mm -hmm. And Fred's, yeah, it's just such a pointless death. And the, they're the two main female characters on the show. You know what the crap is happening to the girls.
1: (laughs) That's one of my notes. I'm like, seriously, another demon taking over a body.
2: (laughs) They did this. (laughs) She wasn't pregnant, but holy cow, guys. Yeah. Well, Fred didn't leave the show.
0: I mean, Fred did, but Amy Acker didn't. Yeah, right. And she's
2: doing a great job, but...
0: Well, and I I still have but hope yeah, it that is they're going to
1: find a loophole. I, I still have hope. I'm not completely... Even though all... Things are pointing towards. There's no way they can get her back. I'm like, they'll find oh, a way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, as uh, Spike said, he burnt to a crisp. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Darlow was staked.
3: <laughs> it is kind of jarring though when you get to underneath and the opening credits have Illyria instead of Fred. Yeah.
0: Did yeah, you guys notice that? Yeah, I did notice. Yes, I yeah. did. And I was spoiled on her because at some point watching this, I went on to I am. DB, and it lists Amy Acker as Fred slash Illyria, uh, and I was like, "Well, that's weird." <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I think I saw someone cosplay her at Comic Con.
0: <laughs> Very possible.
1: And I thought, eh, must be some video game cosplay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty. I kind of remember Something like from Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> or video game cosplay is huge, and I—that is just not my world. So there's lots of people that I don't recognize, but I—it just looked really familiar when I saw her. Cool. <laughs> yep. All right. Um,
2: okay. Ray says, "I found some quotes from Joss, Amy, and Alexis on Wikipedia." Joss Whedon admits he became emotional during the scene in which Fred dies. I cried my tears when I wrote it, and when I filmed it, and when I edited it. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever filmed. Amy Acker agrees, saying we kept crying while we were just reading the script, saying we're not going to have any tears left. Of course, that didn't hold true. The final death scene was challenging for Alexis Denisof as well, who says there's a sort of tightening that happens with each scene where you feel it just getting worse and worse, and I remember when we were shooting it, that that was what kept choking me up. The situation of losing Fred was becoming more and more real and closer.
4: Hmm.
0: Yeah, that was all said in the commentary I watched.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: In fact, during the death scene, Joss Whedon was, like, behind the wall, watching through a monitor, just, like, sobbing. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> it's really, imp- I mean, they did such a great job. Doing that scene. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, and that why can't I stay is one of Ugh. the most heartbreaking last death lines I've ever heard in my life. Uh. So
2: sad. Man, I have like a knot in my stomach talking about all this. It's so sad. And like okay, so I have a birth story to tell you guys because um I live in nineteen seventy five and they I just went down. Two <laughs> just went down a
3: few years. Okay. Yeah. Time travel to 2003 just to watch this episode.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. So I got. I had to have a C-section to deliver George. And normally with a C-section at this hospital, they give you morphine in your spinal block. And um, they there were like all these nursing students running around in we had like four nursing students in the, in the C-section room. And so it was just kind of a little chaotic. And um, the anesthesiologist was new, but not like new to the hospital, but not new to doing spinal blocks. So he didn't give me morphine in my spinal block and everybody reported that I'd gotten morphine. So anyways, four hours after surgery, all painkillers wear off and I just had gotten slashed open and had a child pulled out and I felt everything and I kept asking them for painkillers and they were like oh it's just gas here's some ibuprofen that would last like 20 minutes and then be back to I just got my stomach cut open and Matt was sitting there just like helpless I couldn't move I couldn't sit up I couldn't touch my baby anymore and it was just, like, when 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 Gunn got stabbed in the stomach, I was like, oh, yeah, I know what that feels like. <laughs> so, like, just thinking about how helpless Wesley felt. Because Matt said that he just sat there and watched me and knew that it was something was really wrong. And, like, not able to do anything. Like, we, I called for painkillers probably eight times. And it was hours it was like i am so
0: mad that no one checked just rechecked if you're complaining that much and i know some patients just have horrible pain thresholds and do complain Mm -hmm. but it's worth checking yeah Yeah. and it's
3: always so over the top when it comes to uh, pain medication but they never want to give it out
0: i know i don't understand but you, you're not a drug seeker. I'm you not. Know? And you weren't given it in the first place. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it took the anesthesiologist coming and them saying, you know, what can we, what can we give her on top of the morphine? And he's like, I did not get morphine. And they're like, Ugh. and then they're like, okay, we're going to give you a double dose. And then in three hours, we're going to give you another double dose. And, you know, like... They finally came in and they're like, we're so sorry. We thought that you were just having, you know, just being a wuss about it. But it was awful. I hope
1: they send you some sort of survey about how your hospital stay <laughs> was. <laughs> some sort of comic card.
4: They, you you like send it
1: back me.
3: with a cover <laughs> letter from Wolfman Park. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. You'll hear we from my
1: attorneys from Old Room Heart.
0: When we say Saki, we mean that literally. <laughs> it's
2: buckets for you. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm pretty sure I know which Henderson student misreported it, and I'm just, you know, praying she gets better. <laughs> Keep
1: going to school, girl. <laughs> she was never heard from again. <laughs>
2: Uh, that's right horrible bee, yeah, it was the worst I mean yeah it was it was five hours without anything. Oh. I
1: told Cam that, and he just couldn't believe because, I mean he got his toe operated on like two years ago, and he's like, that would have killed me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and that's just my toe. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, so last time, um, with Lucy's C-section, I got behind on my pain meds. Like this nurse right before I went into surgery was like, okay, now, you know, you don't need to take as many as they suggest. Like they suggest as many, but you don't need to take that. And so I took about half as many, uh, painkillers as they recommended. And the second day I was miserable And I was like, "All right, I'm not doing that this time. I'm going to take every single painkiller." You know. (laughs) Yeah. Doubt. And so I was like, "I'm going to take everything that they offer me, and then some, just to you know get through these first couple days because they're so hard." And then this happened, and I'm like, "This is just a joke." (laughs) (laughs) It was a nightmare. Mm I couldn't even keep my eyes open the next day. Like George wasn't eating. He just slept the entire time. And so I just slept the entire time. And like my dad came and visited and I was not awake for any of it. I just needed to recover. It was so hard. Mm. Anyways. Boo. (sighs) Okay. Uh, Ray says, Shells. This is pretty much just a continuation of last episode. I'd remembered how sad a hole in the world is, but forgot that Shells is pretty emotional, too. I'd forgotten about that final scene that flashed back to Fred in Texas driving away. What a great bookend to the opening scene in the last episode. While these episodes aren't perfect, I think that the emotional notes that Joss was going for really do land. Fred's death has left the gang reeling. Everyone is hurt and angry over what happened. Wesley proves this by going so far as to shoot Knox and stab Gunn, and he doesn't seem very remorseful about it either. I don't In think the anyone zone, was remorseful about him shooting Knox.
0: Nope. <laughs> no. Gunn, I had some feelings about.
2: <laughs> I love that he was like, "I didn't hit any like major arteries or what major organs." Yeah. He's gonna live. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't hundred percent sure about that. <laughs> Probably gonna live. Um. In the end, though. In the end, though, the cruel twist of this whole ordeal is that Illyria's army is long gone and her temple destroyed. So, in the end, Fred's death was meaningless. She died for nothing. It's a sobering thought, and another and another example of Joss taking audience expectations and going a different way. What? Like, why does he have to do that? Why why does he have to do that? <laughs> you can ask him that.
0: <laughs> it's just is fun. Tripping. You just can't predict. It's nope. the unpredictability. Yeah.
2: Was he just like, oh, we've had too many heroes deaths. We need to have one that's just completely pointless.
0: In so fact, in the Joss commentary, he man. said, he started this by saying, I was just thinking, wouldn't it be
2: fun to kill Fred? <laughs> uh. <laughs> we have very different ideas of fun.
3: What <laughs> that reminds me of is that when I was um, a teenager, I had a friend who um, used to write a lot of letters to the uh, people over at DC. Comics, and uh, he managed to get us uh, you know, to come in there at one time and then talk to the people. We we're like 14 years old or so, and we got a visit over there. So you know, I, I come up with a legal pad full of questions to ask. And so we met uh, this guy, Bob Razakis, who was uh, one of the editors. And so one of the questions I asked with all seriousness was, uh, uh you know, why don't you ever have one of these heroes die of, uh, of a death for natural causes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that question. <laughs>
3: And, and he just thought it was the most ridiculous question ever. You now he said they have to have a heroic death. And uh, I think actually, yeah. So so that was that was probably about 1979, 1980. So uh, Joss Sweden probably was on the same wavelength as me. We're probably about the same age.
1: Yeah. Oh, How funny. Why not? Why not just have him die of natural causes? <laughs> I just
3: thought it'd be different, you know. And yep.
1: I, hadn't like I hadn't thought about like
3: I hadn't thought like this because this is is it kind of goes you know this is much deeper than what I would have thought back when right. I was like 14. But just the kind of randomness of of life. Um, yeah. I, know, I, I watched this episode last week, um, uh, Hole in the, the World, and I, I turned off the TV and I I grabbed my phone. And uh, I was looking at Facebook before I went to bed, and the first thing I saw, literally the first thing I saw was someone uh, from here in Chicago who posted a story about uh, a woman who's about 24, 25 years old who actually looks a lot like Fred, and who was from originally from San Diego. She came out here uh, to be with her uh, fiancé, and she just sitting in front of her uh, apartment, talking on the phone with her parents. And apparently there were some gang guys just, like, shooting at each other. And she's talking to her dad and says, my head hurts. And she was shot in the head yeah. and, uh, and died two days later. And, and that was the first thing I saw after watching this episode. Oh, and it, was just yeah. like, it was like the randomness and craziness of life. And this, this, this episode really captures how, how random it can be.
1: Yeah, just how random and how, you know, like Ray says and how I said earlier, just how meaningless. I mean, Illyria's army is gone. I mean, it's just.
0: Yeah, kind of like she had for millennial, you know, this planned comeback. Right. You know, it had all been set in motion and it happens and.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like you hear about like convenience store workers getting killed, and the robber got away with like fifty bucks.
4: Yeah, um,
1: you know, I was yeah. like, really? You know, that person died for fifty dollars. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ugh. yeah. There was, just, a,
3: there was a. I'm going to butcher this, but there was uh, Stephen Tobolowsky had the, had a podcast, which he ended up turning into uh, one of the stories in the, in the primary instinct, the movie he did. Uh, but he had a phrase in the podcast where he's talking about his parents getting older and he was talking about how the whole time everyone was thinking that they were, they were building a foundation, uh, for their life. but in fact, their foundation was just a bunch of sand. And, uh, it was, it was one of those moments when I heard that and, uh, that blew me away because no one ever thinks of it that way, but, it, but it's so true. And, uh, you know, all of us have had those kind of moments where, you, you've been building your whole life, and, and then it can just change on a dime. Yeah. And there's there's nothing, you know. You, you think you you it's something solid, and um, you get a monster flu, and, and it's all gone. Right,
1: right.
0: Yeah, you think of you know hearing stories about someone that like beat cancer, and then they die in a car accident like that next year, and it's like,
1: yeah. ugh,
0: right. All that treatment and that struggle, just Gone in the blink of an eye from something else.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I still have. I'm
1: still holding out hope. You guys are all talking about Fred being dead. I don't know what you're talking about.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, one of the one of the, those crushing moments was a moment in shells. Uh, you know, where where it finally dawns on an Angel that she's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or I guess whoever it was, I don't remember now who said that, but that who it said that her soul had been burned up, maybe it was Eve, I don't I don't remember now. But but uh when they said that her soul was consumed and uh she's not coming back. And you know, up until that point Wesley uh Angel, I'm sorry, Angel's been, you know, gung ho that there's gotta be some way, there's something you can do, you just gotta push harder. And and then you know, you can't there's nothing. And the reality of the situation hits. But again, on this show, you never know.
1: That's true. You never know. I, I'm looking for uh, Allison Hannigan, guest star. <laughs> Willow's going to come and fix Do it. The magic mojo. Yeah. You're, you're not digging lyria yeah? I Actually, I kind of like her. I mean,
0: <laughs> I kind of like her look, and
1: I I like the way that Amy Acker's playing her. Kind of creepy, kind of.
0: Yeah, especially at the very beginning of Shell. She's just so, like, not used to moving that body.
1: Yeah, her moving is so jerky, and she Amy Acker's doing a fantastic job playing her. So, I actually am kind of digging Illyria, but... Yes it's an amazing performance it really is
3: everybody I think uh, their performance just went up up to a whole nother level Uh, I I agree J. August Richards was was really good in the uh, white room scene where he's fighting himself
1: yeah that was good that was good but I just I don't know I just feel so bad for Wesley (laughs) Well, Wesley's your, Wesley's your guy. He's my guy. So, I'm just... Be wa- are you
0: back? I am. Okay, good. I
1: yeah. want it to work out for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me too. Well, maybe it will.
1: Well, well
0: I certainly...
3: Ray's... We're, we're, we're still in uh.
2: Oh, impact on yeah. shells, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. It feels. Do you want me to You, you guys yeah. didn't do anything. Okay. No. Uh. It feels like they are setting Illyria up to be the big bad, or at least, at very least, an important enemy. And things just go the total opposite direction. There really is no moral of the story. Nothing learned. Fred is just gone now, and it didn't have to be that way. I guess you have to take that up with Joss (laughs) (laughs) Underneath I want to point out that we get new opening credits Now Amy Acker's scenes are mostly as Illyria and not Fred And Mercedes McNabb joins the cast full time This episode is not as emotional as the first two But still very solid The trip to Lindsay's Purgatory feels weirdly unsettling In the same way that the Jasmine thing did it's bright and sunny, and everyone seems very happy, but in a very robotic and weird way. This show is making is good at making happiness feel terrible for the viewer. <laughs> <laughs> also, Adam Baldwin is the new liaison to the senior partners. Most know most people know him from Firefly, but I am more familiar with him from one of my all-time favorite TV shows, Chuck. If you haven't watched Chuck, I highly recommend it. Overall, these are very memorable episodes, and I just have to say that I think the actors were all amazing in this group, particularly Amy Acker and Alexis Denisoff. Amy might be the best actor on the show. The raw emotion she shows as Fred is sick and dying is very moving and powerful, and then for her to be able to turn around and play the coldness of Illyria is really amazing. I mean, besides them looking similar, it's hard to believe that the same actor is playing both Fred and Illyria because of how different she is able to make both characters feel. And Alexis just kills it both. Oh, and Alexis just kills it both when he's being supportive of Fred and in his anger after her death. Dark Wesley seems to be back, and Alexis pulls it off so well. Really, all the main actors pull off their grief over Fred's death really well, so kudos to them. Hopefully, that feedback wasn't too long, but I figured since Harold was guessing that he wouldn't be sending in feedback, so I just decided to make mine twice as long to offset that thank you Ray <laughs> <laughs> I love these episodes and hopefully soon and Bea are enjoying them as well I just feel like the death of Fred is done so well it's shocking and makes me feel feelings and that's what I love about good TV <laughs> well, that's great Yeah, we are all feeling the feelings
0: yeah thanks Ray that was good thanks Ray we what? pretty much discussed all three episodes <laughs> <laughs> I know
2: that's what we and I have doing. nothing else to say.
1: <laughs> That's what we get for doing the feedback at the beginning. Just I like us it. Talk about, I do too. It's it's, it's different. It's
0: like a nice little uh, way to just <laughs> chat about stuff that our our um, listeners want to talk about, and then we can fill in the rest.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like it. You ease into the episode. You talk about the main points, and you're not weathered down to a you know scene
0: by scene yeah and then it it just I yeah I just think about discussing the whole thing and then reading Ray's feedback at the end and just being like yep oh yep yep you know yeah, we already talked about that <laughs> yep, talked about that
1: yep so I it's kind of a cool way of bringing the listeners into the discussion
4: yeah it like just that makes it a little
1: different
2: there are some really cute stretches going on over here.
1: Oh, oh, baby kitty stretches,
2: yeah, your <laughs> mom called them kitty stretches,
1: yep, Our mom always thought newborns looked like cats, <laughs> <laughs> yep, so, thanks for the feedback. Thanks for the feedback. So yeah, I mean it just.
2: When do I get my letter?
0: I can open it and read it, <laughs> or I can send it to you. <laughs> I forgot to. I was gonna send it on Monday, and hopefully you'd get it by our recording. And we painted our house, and everything is in chaos. Oh man. <laughs>
2: No, you should open it and read it
0: Okay, well let's do our rankings Okay We have number 4, number 7, and number 13
1: Hmm Gosh, this will be a tough one Okay, so
3: This Mm -hmm. list is odd
0: Well, we all had major trouble with Harm's Way being like one of the worst yeah, episodes 19. of the whole series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not only 90, number nineteen,
3: it was ninety-eight. Yeah. I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it just yeah, is yeah, that's crazy. It's a
3: perfectly delightful episode.
0: It was perfectly delightful. Yeah.
1: I can't think of what would be number thirteen. That just seems so.
2: I'm gonna say that they thirteen um, in a good season. That they play out. That they rank how they played like. Uh, underneath is 13 and show. Yeah, that's
1: what I was thinking. Seven and the other one's four. Yeah. That's what just yeah. throws
3: me off. Because it's such a, a mind blowing episode. How could that be number 13 of a, of a season? It's a really good season, but all these episodes should be at least top eight. I don't know. <laughs> But that's yeah, that's I was, why that I was, that's why I picked this group it was not necessarily that I love uh A Hole in the World the most, but it's just that these were three, three great, great episodes. episodes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I really thought they'd be closer in numbers, but yeah, I must be I would say thirteen is yes. underneath, seven is shells and four is hole in the world. You got it. Yeah.
0: I wonder what your streak is right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's been like the last Four or five times we've podcasted.
0: It I out. think it has. It's been like uh. you've like guessed this entire season. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you, you figured out what the Buffy fans like.
0: Yep, yep. She's she's if, figured it if,
3: out. Instead of actually picking which are the best episodes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: well, I
3: was the last spanking this one. It must be number two.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Andrew's here. That's the one that they like the best. Yep. So. Yeah, I'm one of you. One of us, one of us.
0: (laughs) 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 We're no longer us. (laughs) Or them, it's us. Yep. (laughs) If you're not on Facebook, I posted a picture today that a long time ago anticipating the moment of bee watching a hole in the world (laughs) I decided to write her a letter
1: that is hilarious
0: and I don't I didn't date the outside I wrote it and I stuffed it in my nightstand and I vaguely remember it being somewhere around a Thanksgiving I just have that image and then I stuffed it in my nightstand and haven't looked at it like
2: a Thanksgiving like it might have been over a year ago
0: it could have been... I don't think it was
2: this Thanksgiving. Oh,
0: okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You said something, and it
0: was before I... I had the idea to write it, like, five or six months before I actually sat down and wrote it. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I started going, oh, man, these episodes are going to come out right after she's had the baby. <laughs> It's a disaster. It's the body all over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so I still have it. I didn't send it to her, so I'm going to open it and read it. It says, Bronwyn Starlight Howdy spell right, to be opened after watching A Hole in the World. And that
2: is my full legal name. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're
0: in, those aren't nicknames, people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bronwyn Starlight Howdy shell. Right. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I only have a pen lid, I don't am not getting up to get our envelope opener. Okay. <laughs> November 6, twenty fourteen. Oh man. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, they all become puppets in the finale.
0: Dear B, please don't hate me. Remember there were good, less horrible things that happened in their shows. Sincerely, Emily. That's, that's, not, that's, that's it. <laughs> I remember I think it was right when you were getting into Buffy is when I started thinking about it. I'm like she's gonna hate me so bad. <laughs> I think there was a lot of talk when Buffy was going to die, you would say little things like, well, they're not going to have Buffy die or anything. i <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs>
2: Oh, man. It He's is a... so in for it. No, it is a good thing I've grown as a TV watcher in this last year because <laughs> I would have quit at this point. I could not have moved on.
0: Yes, yeah. and this is around the point where I wrote the letter, knowing yeah. that
2: this is gonna be really
0: bad. <laughs> because it's gonna hate me. You said something. You, you're like, oh, I know it. I can. You said something like, well, Emily wouldn't have me watch a show where like, <laughs> <laughs> like the main some, characters die. The main characters like the main, main character die. dies, and I'm like, doo doo do. <laughs> so, not only the main character, but bike dies, and then there's a hole in the world. (laughs) Oh dear. She's going to hate me. I can't believe I had her watch the show.
1: Yeah. Barbie. She met Matt, fell in love with him, and had no idea that we were (laughs) in the background. (laughs) These sisters-in-law.
2: These people who loved Tragedy and darkness, and <laughs> giggle through the Bates Motel series.
0: <laughs> we do, we giggle through that show. <laughs>
2: I've watched like an episode and a half, and there was not much funny. <laughs> So
0: funny. It's the best comedy on television. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: listen oh. to Yes Mother. <laughs> we'll show you where the funny is.
3: It's <laughs> viewers on screen.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> yep.
2: Oh, uh, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> no, I have. You've grown
0: since I wrote that letter.
2: I have grown. I'm so proud proud. of you. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I have high hopes that Fred is coming back in some form. Puppet. Probably not until the finale. (laughs) Probably not. Fred puppet puppet would be adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they can never top the angel
0: puppet though. That was
2: so fantastic. The
0: angel puppet was amazing. It's like this heavy, brooding brow that just never <laughs> What the frown? <laughs> he's, he's one of the little frowny mouth <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, That was fantastic. That's oh, a genius episode.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, Fred would be more like, what's her name? Prairie Dawn from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah. No, I'm with you, B. I have hopes that, cause like my my worst fear is that like is that like Wesley's gonna like have this relationship with Illyria, like.
2: Ugh. Oh, no.
1: Like she's fret enough. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
2: Can't do that to him. I mean, he has gone through hell. <laughs> I know. I know. He may not remember it, but he. <laughs> but there's that part in the one in the one
1: episode where throat? she like does that thing with her fingers and she can like talk like Fred. I was oh, like, oh, don't oh. do no, 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 no. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> into a comic and that's like its tagline She's Fred Enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. (laughs) (laughs) The next episode is called She's Fred Enough. (laughs) She's Fred Enough for me.
3: (laughs) Well she does have that one line that comes straight out of Kim Novak in Vertigo where she, uh, she says because I look like her and so Wesley is kind of a little Jimmy Stewartish.
0: No? He kind of yeah. is. No, That's... there's something there. He's. I'm
1: kind of afraid it's going there. Like, he's just so, like, grief stricken that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's he read enough,
1: that? you know. She... Because
0: she's not, he's going to get disappointed.
3: And there's a little bit, again, this goes back to my not always feeling the, uh, Wesley and, and Fred relationship over the seasons is, is that uh, there's a little bit of him that is just kind of creepy with, with him and Fred. And he's has, <laughs> he has an obsession with her, uh, more than a relationship, you know, uh, to me or a meeting of the minds. Uh, it, it seems to me like he, he's closer temperamentally and, and mentally with Elyria than he was with Fred.
0: Yeah, I don't get creepy, but I understand what you mean. I, I, I see what but you mean. But I personally too, yeah. don't. Yeah. I was always kind he, of
3: off on the side watching her, you know, in seasons three and four. Yeah. And when he made uh, Lila uh, act like
1: uh, Fred. That was kind of creepy.
0: That was weird, and yeah. that was sad. Um. But I think that was more exercise. He had some weird. They had a weird control. They had a weird
1: relationship, yeah.
0: Together. And Mm -hmm. I feel like he was playing her a little bit with that. I agree. He's like I think in his mind it was like, Well, if you're gonna dress like her, you're gonna be her
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They had a weird control thing. And yeah, yeah, he was very much darker at that point and um Oh
3: he's dark now.
2: Yeah. (laughs) The Um, darkness came back
0: easily, even though he doesn't remember. It was still there. Oh, yeah. But,
2: um, instead of pushing it um, on her since, I mean, he did kiss her that one time, but I think rather than really pushing her, he's kind of tried to push her away these past few episodes. You know, calling cards for her and not picking up. Yeah, her to hints. the point
0: where she got very frustrated in Smile Time and was like, yeah. "Is this a signal <laughs> enough?" <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, he also lacks confidence. It's kind of again that scene with him and Gunn at the beginning of uh, All in the World, where where you could just see Wesley just totally deflate. Oh, I Gunn love that, scene that so much. Yeah, Gunn says she's back with him, or he's, oh, yeah.
0: It's fantastic. That was hilarious.
3: I mean Wesley's like It's kind of like he was waiting for that to happen the whole time Yeah
0: Oh yeah It's sad
5: Early one morning the sun was shining I was laying in bed Wondering if she'd changed at all If her hair was still red the folks, they said our lives together sure was gonna be rough. They never did like mama's homemade dress, Papa's bank book wasn't big enough. And I was standing on the side of the road, rain falling on my shoes. Heading up for the East Coast, Lord knows I paid some dues, getting through, tangled up in blue. She was married when we first met, soon to be divorced I helped her out of a jam, I guess, but I used a little too much force We drove that car as far as we could, abandoned it out west Split up on the docks at night, but agreeing it was best and She turned around to look at me as I was walking away I heard her say over my shoulder, we'll meet again someday In the great north woods Working as a cook for a spell But I never did like it all that much And one day the axe just fell So I drifted down To New Orleans So or i lucky with a being employee Working for a while on a fishing boat Right outside of Delacroix But all the while I was alone The past was close behind I seen a lot of women But she never escaped my mind And I just grew Working in a topless place And I stopped in for a beer I just kept looking at the side of her face in the spotlight so clear Later on when the crowd thinned out I was just about to do the same She was standing there in back of my chair I said, Timmy, don't I know your name? I murdered something underneath my breath She studied the lines of my face I must admit, felt a little uneasy When she bent down the tie the. legs You pray. I thought you'd never say hello. She said, "You look like a silent type." Then she opened up a book of poems and handed it to me, written by an Italian poet from the 13th century. And every one of them words rang true and glowed like burning coal, pouring off of every basement down the stairs there was music in the cafes at night and revolution in the air Then he started into dealing with slaves and something inside of him died she had to sell everything she owned and froze up inside and when it finally the bottom fell out I became withdrawn the only thing I knew how to do was to keep on keeping on like a bird that flew Her somehow All the people we used to know They're an illusion to me now Some are mathematicians Some are carpenters' wives Don't know how it all got started I don't know what they do With their lives But me, I'm still on the road
1: Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi. Hey, Harold.
3: Hey, how's it going?
1: Good, how are you? Okay. Hey, Am. Hey, Zo. You sound kind of far away.
0: I thought Harold sounded far away.
3: Hmm. It, um, well, how's Harold the sound? sounds.
0: Maybe
1: I can hear you. You still kind of sound far away. It's weird. (laughs) I just figured it
0: out. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) I was watching um, DVDs. I was watching the um, commentary episodes, Mm -hmm. like the last couple hours, and I was watching them with my headset on, and I was sick of the mouthpiece, so I flipped it up. (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you sound much better now. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad there's nothing wrong with my headset.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, this is mm-hmm. fun. I know. Yeah. We have George on the call today, too.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> His first podcast? <laughs> yes.
2: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so if you hear old man burps it is not me it is
3: <laughs> not me think.
2: not me
1: <laughs>
3: you're only middle aged
1: true <laughs> George is the old man wow she is crazy so she'll totally be able to Watch. Be quiet, George. Yeah, keep it down, <laughs> there, George. I think he doesn't, he doesn't like Warren. No, we're not Everybody Warren Everybody hates Warren. <laughs> yeah. Even a two-week-old. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's cruising. Because after tonight, we only have what two groupings
0: left, Em? Yeah. We could, because we could record the one next week before we go out there, and then you're free to watch. Yeah. Yay! Well, we might as well. We might as well. Wow. That's quite good timing. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even think of that. So, okay. Oh, now I've got to think of angel foods.
2: Angel food. (laughs) Angel cake. (laughs) Just everything, every nickname that Lauren has ever given (laughs) it. Well,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're having all sorts of pastries. Yeah. (laughs) And sea breezes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> tacos! <laughs>
2: you guys got decent tacos up there? No. But we have a new Thai place, and they just ordered Thai food, didn't they?
1: They did some Chinese, I think.
2: Oh, Chinese, Chinese, usually.
1: you can count that.
0: Um... Amy, we could make Amy make San Diego specials. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Bird. <laughs> All the feedback you're going to send for Yes Mother. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Bates <laughs> is oh, starting up in a few weeks, and Sue and I are excited.
3: Are they still committed that it's going to be a five season?
0: seems to be, although there was just a weird cryptic line that one of them said that said they're not saying that this is the end, though. And my thought is not another season. I think they should redo the movie Psycho.
3: Mm, Maybe. Maybe if they did it differently.
0: They need to do it. I mean, don't do a Vince Vaughn, you know, (laughs) scene for scene. (laughs) They need to redo Psycho through this storyline. I think that would be cool. Just, I mean, I,
3: yeah. I feel like it, it, they're, they're at the point where Romero has to, you know, get on, uh, I guess I said, this in feedback, but he has to get onto to Norman. It's got to escalate now.
4: Mm-hmm. And, I, and
3: I, I, I kind of imagine that that would be kind of this season. And then season five would be where Norman's in, in full bloom and they're going to be major deaths. And that would be the end of the, the show. But, and yep. I'm curious to see how it goes.
0: I am too. I'm interested in how they are going to split it up because it would be cool to have at least like the last few seasons where they're dead and he's like stuffing her and stuff. I want to see that. I'm sorry, but I do.
3: <laughs> that, that's a problem with television, though, and I you know it's changed a little bit in, in in recent years. But when you have popular characters, it becomes hard to kill them unless you're Jess Whedon.
0: They need to put Joss on for like final (laughs) special guest
1: writer (laughs) and producer, Joss Whedon. Sorry, Emma.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) They've been soft serving us for too long.